So you want to know how to use the press to handstand masterclass with the rest of your training. It's a really good question because just knowing the right exercises to do to get a press to handstand is only half the picture. You need to know how it all fits in with the rest of your training because if you get it right, you're going to nail this move real quick and get it wrong, you won't. Hi everyone, in case you haven't met, my name's Rad Burmeister. I'm one of the co-founders of Unity Gym and co-creators of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, where we turn driven people into superhumans. And the way we get such good results with our members is that we've created a program that has a perfect balance between strength and flexibility. If you want to know how we do it, download one of the free blueprints, the Flexibility, Strength, or Nutrition Blueprint. There's a link for all of them in the description of this video. As always, I'm joined by my brother Yanni, the other co-founder of Unity Gym, and Phil, our resident the physiotherapist. The better, more good-looking co-founder of Unity Gym. Oh, that's subjective. Shots fired. <laughs> how are you, boys? Good for a Monday. It's good, yeah. Um, feeling the uh, global pandemic that's going on right now. Everyone's a little bit on edge. Yeah, we're starting we're... to feel it. And you know what? We should just take this moment to have a real quick shout out for what we're going to be working on this week. We're actually going to be working on some at-home workout programs that you can do. We've done some uh, workout programs in the past that used far less equipment than what we do in the gym. We are going to create a special coronavirus program, I guess. Uh, if you dare our, say that. all of our UMS online coaching members, um, so that if there's any of you that are in lockdown, because it's a different situation all over the world, and a lot of our members are in America, I know it's getting a bit worse over there. Um, so keep an eye out for that, they should be ready by Friday. Yeah. But today we are talking Press to Handstand Masterclass. It's the program, our long-awaited program that went live on Friday. If you still haven't got it, you've, uh, you've got about 24 hours left to get it at the insanely reduced rate of 79 US dollars, $595 value included in the bundle, including the regular Handstand Masterclass program. So if you want to learn a handstand or a Press to Handstand, um, it, that's included in there. But and just before we do get started on the Press to Handstand uh, with the um, coronavirus, sort of the way it is at the moment, it's made some changes in my clinic where I'm actually moving all my appointments online. So that really means that it's opening up to everyone around the world. It was something I was planning on doing anyway, oh, but the timing is just, just such that it's Time kind to of, book in with Dr. Phil. Yeah, actually, like, <laughs> my, I already had one of the members um, book in for tomorrow before all this kind of kicked off. But um, yeah, when I, I date a... Um, uh, emergency doctor and really don't want to be a super spreader if I'm <laughs> in contact with lots of people, touching people all day. So online physiotherapy is something that's been really popular in the last couple of years and really building up. And I'm sure with uh, the way things are at the moment, it's only going to become more mainstream. But yeah, yep. if you're interested in finding out more, I'm going to be putting out lots of information about how that works and yep. what to expect going forward. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Absolutely. And we're also actually going to have a... Um a doctor on the panel hopefully this week to talk about um, coronavirus we're getting asked a lot of questions that we aren't really it's not really our area of expertise and I'd like to um, just have someone here who is a doctor a medical doctor I did try to get um, Phil's uh, wonderful girlfriend on uh, but she is an, an intensive care doctor and very uh, very emergency busy department emergency and yeah, she's, department. Uh, she's in the She's working. Yeah, she's in the thick of it. So she's on the front line at the moment. Yeah, so that's right. Couldn't make it in. It's uh, look, that's all good. But you got the bro doctor right here. So yeah, that's right. This guy here. I'll this is what off. we're trying to stop. We're trying to stop the thread of his virus. This is the spread of his virus. Of the bro, that's right. the bro virus. That's right. Anyway, let's get into uh, all things strength and flexibility and press to handstand masterclass. So we've had a lot of people that have jumped on the, the offer and grabbed uh, the program, and uh, some really good questions have come through. 
So we are going to answer also a couple of questions from the uh, UMS online coaching group. We've had a couple of questions come through from that. And then we're going to go through to any of your questions that you put up here. So if anybody has any questions for us today, please put them up um, so that we can get to them. Earlier so, the better. We have yeah. to get like a flurry at the end. Right? Yeah, so that's like, right. Yeah, put your questions up <laughs> as soon as you can. Yeah. Um, so you got the Press the Handstand Masterclass and you want to know how do you do it? How do you incorporate it to your regular training? And that's a really good question because it's something that Yanni and I, now bear in mind that everything that we sell, we've tried ourselves for a minimum of six months and uh, we know that it works before we put it out on the market. So we did this press to handstand masterclass workouts for uh, a while before we put them out there and you know it got our press to handstands in record time. And one of the things was that was challenging for us to learn a press to handstand was to understand which exercises do you use, how do you pair them together, and what progression trees do you look for? Like how do you go from, you know, does this exercise come before this one or so on and so forth. So that's all been figured out. The next thing was how do you fit it into your weekly workouts? So I'm gonna the, I'm gonna answer the, the general question, then I'm gonna answer a specific question for the UMS online coaching members. So the general people out there that aren't a part of the UMS online coaching program, how do you fit it into your workouts? At the start, at the very, very start of your workout before anything else straight after the warm-up. Why? Because it's a skill that requires so much strength and, so, and you have to be fresh for it that if you put it after anything else, you're, you, it's like trying to lift a maximal lift, a 1RM lift, and you know that if you were fresh you could lift, you could squat 100 kilos for one rep but you decide, oh, you know what, I'm just gonna do a little bit of bench and shoulder press first and then I'll try my squat. Even though you've done different muscle groups, there's no chance you're gonna squat one rep at 100 kilos because your central nervous system is fatigued even though you haven't touched the leg muscles. Same thing goes for the press to handstand. It's such a neurologically demanding movement that if you don't do it at the start of your workout, then you'll have little to no chance of actually being able to produce good results. And that goes for, like, that's just the hierarchy of needs, right? In a workout, like, you've got to put the thing yeah, that's the most important as, to you as at the start. As we have in all our programs, there's the A1s and the A2 yep. movements, and they're the ones that you really prioritize because you need to be the most, uh, you know, fresh and, and, yep. and then you move on to your Bs. So yep. in this case, instead of, you know, if it's for the UMS, for example, if so you're saying on like, if you're doing it on Monday, which would be usually vertical push-pull and your push-up and your military press would be your A1s usually, do the push to um, press to handstand now become the A1s and the vertical push-pull become the Bs? Good question. You would do that if you weren't doing the UMS program and you weren't doing straight arm strength because a press to handstand is a straight, straight arm yep. strength movement. Yep. So you'd do it on Wednesday and uh, and Saturday. And another, uh, there's a really good, we should go a little bit deeper into that. There's a really good reason oh. for that as well. And that is that the majority of your upper body strength gains come from the bent arm strength yep. movements. So you still want to be pushing yourself as hard as you can on your bent arm strength. And it's the straight arm strength days that are gonna suffer a little bit from it, not your not your bench, bent arm row, shoulder press, pull yeah. up. You know, yeah, we, we, right. we want those working hard. And it, uh, well, I, I'll argue that it really depends on what your overall goals are. Like if your priority, your absolute priority is to develop straight arm scapular strength or a press to handstand, then it should probably be swapped yeah, with, um, with mm -hmm. the bent arm strength days. So I, I, if we go deeper into that, what you would do then is in, on the days that we do bent arm strength, which is Monday and Thursday, you would do straight arm scapular strength then you would still, to break up the upper body workouts, you would still do your lower body workouts on Tuesday and Friday, and then you would do your bent arm strength on Wednesday and Saturday. 
Mm-hmm. That's you know. how I would how I would do it. But it really comes down to what your but that example was just Yanni saying. Are, if straight arm strength was your goal, that's exactly yeah. right. So if, if if like your absolute number one priority goal is to develop this press to handstand, then it should take priority in the order of workouts through the week because. Uh, for, for those of you who follow the same sort of workout regime as we do, you're training six days a week. You only have one full rest day and you want your priority workout to come straight after that rest day. I actually, um, I think that when I was doing it, I think that's how I did it as well. I think I did it on Monday and Thursday. I think back then I was doing straight arm strength on Monday when I was fresh um, to get it. But that, that is definitely, and the consensus here is the same, that the, the number one thing you need to do is to do it at the start of your workout, right? Yep. So if you don't mess around and if, and if you know the program and you don't have to keep going back and watching videos, if you can just look at the program sheet and go, okay, I'm doing this, this, then this, and you don't mess around, meaning that you go from your strength to your flexibility to your strength to your flexibility like we recommend in the UMS, you can probably get the whole thing done in about 45 minutes, the whole workout, maybe even 40 minutes, and you have to add on your 10-minute warm-up at the start of that. If you're somebody that likes to take a little bit more time, it, it might take longer. Um, we're pretty efficient here with the way we do our workouts and ways to get it done in, in, I think, 40 minutes or just a little bit less. Um, and it's pretty demanding. It's a pretty demanding workout, isn't it, Yanni? Those, oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It used to f- absolutely hammer us. Yep. Um, and it's a weird feeling because it's not like you're, you don't walk out going, oh my God, my, you know, my chest and shoulders have had a real pump, um, you know, because your arms stay straight the whole time. But um, I, I used to find that the days after I had really quite intense doms in my shoulders, especially my traps, my upper traps. Yeah. Uh, you really know it. You, you really know about it in, mm-hmm. in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It, I. I just found it was just that neurological fatigue over the whole body. Like you just um, trying to create that compression strength, and and that's um, obviously putting aside the cramps that you go through, right? Like uh, the the cramps are very real. Yeah. Is that funny? You coming along to um, Joachim's workshop on on Saturday. I I decided to sit out of it because I had a volleyball tournament on Sunday, and so. I was watching everyone kind of go about it. You just hear this chorus of people screaming out with cramps around the room. Doing <laughs> <laughs> the compression stuff. Yeah, yeah it's oh, hilarious. Oh, fun. Yeah. Though I did like how we talked about cramps, how you were saying like there are two different types of cramps with the controlled ones, the one that you're try- almost like trying to elicit by doing mm-hmm. this like yeah. real inner range sort of stuff. And then there's the, the uncontrollable ones, which are more like the ones I got yesterday after. Yeah. Um, yeah, playing beach volleyball all day where you just like <laughs> you're that fatigued that you just you're depleted with your you know yeah. your electrolyte balance. So yeah. it was interesting for all those people out there trying compression strength. Joachim recommends that yeah, if you and it was like what, 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 how did he say it in the yeah. controlled one? Like you, yeah, he had a, really he had a funny really yeah. funny saying, but it was basically harden up and uh, and, yeah. and deal with it. <laughs> the cramps, yeah, yeah the, the cramps, cramps are like are like bullies. Yeah, that's you right. Oh, yeah, cramps, yeah, cramps are like cramps bullies. Are like bullies. If you pay them a lot that's of attention, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you, you pay, pay them, them a lot of attention, attention they're going to get, get worse. They get worse, yeah. but if you ignore them, they tend to go yeah, away. They keep yeah. going back. Yeah, yeah. And you're saying that because when you, if if you keep on just like stopping as soon as you get a cramp, then you you won't get through that barrier of mm. building up the the, the strength tolerance. to be able to yeah. ma- maintain it. But which yeah. is an interesting one. I hadn't really. I never thought of that either. I I can tell you right now that when I started doing compression strength, I went through the most horrendous period of cramps, but it only lasted for a short amount of time. And I don't cramp at all anymore. Like it's so rare that, like as in the acute cramps that we're talking Mm. about here, it just doesn't happen anymore. You know, your body builds up a tolerance very, very quickly. And I 
I, I was not somebody that was naturally good at compression strength. It was a real challenge for me and it, and it still is something that I work hard on to see small gains compared to some people. There's some people that get it really quickly and I'm not one of them, so yeah. Um, so yeah, th th that's the main thing that you need to understand is just put it at the start of your workout. If you're doing the UMS program, do it in your straight arm workouts. If you're somebody that doesn't have a lot of time to train and if this is the only class of hours that you've got, how do you fit it into the rest of your week? My recommendation is if you want to get a press to handstand, prioritize it. So that means prior to everything else. That means in when you get your work, the, the Monday comes around, what am I going to do first? I'm going to do my press to handstand first. Because if you get a bad week where all you get to do is train two or three times a week, at least you still get your press to handstand workouts in. Yeah. Um, and, then it, and then the other way of prioritizing it is putting it at the start of your workout, so put it before everything else. So there's multiple ways you can do that. You know, If you're somebody that only does three days of training a week, um, you could add two more days a week if you wanted to, if you could fit that in. Um, you do two press to handstand days where that's all you do, or you can make those two of those three, day, uh, three workouts longer by putting the press to handstand at the start of it. And then those of you that are in the UMS movement um, uh, online coaching, if you're doing the, the straight arm days, so if you're doing five days or more of training a week, then you put it at the start of your straight arm days. And if you're only doing three or four days a week, you do exactly the same advice we did there. Either you add two days a week of training for the press to handstand or you make your workouts longer or you keep your workout the same length but you cut off some of the stuff at the end of the workout, right? That's yeah. another option, you know. If you're saying, well, man, I've, I've trained for an hour, four days a week and that's all I can do. Um, so let's say you've got your bent arm strength workout because we've talked about this before that you prioritize bent arm and lower body. So you've got your bent arm strength workout, cut off the last four exercises of the workout. So the only thing you've got is your A1 and A2. Do the press to handstand workout before that and then do your bench press and your bent over row or your shoulder press and your pull-ups and that's it, that's your workout. Yeah. You know, so you're at least still getting your primaries. And, and just remember with those, uh, with the bent arm strength there, like you're likely going to have to just reduce the um, intensity of which you'll be sure. doing it. For so, sure. you know, you can yeah. alter that by changing either number of sets, reps or, or just yeah. intensity. And probably to keep it keep with the mesocycles, it'd probably keep the sets and reps the same, but just bring down that intensity. Yeah. And another way that you could do it, you could do that exact example. We haven't, we keep talking about sub supplementing upper body, supplementing upper body. If you're, if you want to do the press to handstand and that's your goal, but your second goal is that you want your upper body to be really strong because you've got weak shoulders or whatever, um, then you can, cut off the end of the leg workout. So you do it on the lower body day if you want to. That's an option as well. And a, a lot of, it's funny, we get, often we give these examples to, it, to our tribe, right? And people say they get overwhelmed with it. But what we're really trying to say to you is you can really make it work whatever works for you. Like, and the only reason why we know so many different possibilities is that we've tried it ourselves. And that's, that's the only way you're ever gonna get to a level where we're at with this level of confidence is just try something, but do it for six weeks, you know? Don't do it for a week and go, oh, that didn't work, I better try something yeah. else. Do it for again, six I've weeks. We've talked a lot about principles and being able to apply, like we're trying to teach you lessons that you can apply this knowledge to come up with something that will work for your own particular goals here. And Rad's gone pretty rapid fire with different options, but hopefully you can see that the different options are there because, you know, as Yanni was saying, that it really comes down to what is your main goal, how much time do you have, yep. those yep. sort of things. So yep. hopefully these principles make a lot of sense. Yep. Yep. The most important thing about all of this is prioritise the press to handstand. Put it first. Do it twice a week, have three days of break between it. If twice a week is too much and you and you when you do the second workout you're cramp you're you're in pain already, do it once a week, 
build up the tolerance. Once you get better, go to twice a week. Yeah. You, what I find, um, and we did we did the press to handstand work um, after we'd been doing our um, um, handstand masterclass. So there's a lot of. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're making an assumption that there's a high level of wrist conditioning and shoulder conditioning and neck conditioning already acquired to do this program. But if, if there's those of you out there who are diving into this program for the very first time and you've bought that, you've bought that bundle with the, with the Handstand Masterclass and the Presto Handstand Masterclass, I'd go so far as to urge people to go through that Handstand Masterclass Oh, absolutely. First. Absolutely, um, because yeah. that's where we do all the wrist conditioning and the and the base level core conditioning and things like that. You'll find it really challenging to start on the uh, press to handstand. Yeah, the press to handstand has no wrist and shoulder conditioning in it. It presumes that you've done all of that already in the handstand masterclass. So yeah, what Yanni said is absolutely right. All right, shout out to Quok, um, who came in and did the uh, came down from Brisbane, so up in Queensland in Australia to come down for the workshop over the weekend with Joachim. So good to meet you and sorry that Yanni put you straight to work in installing the uh, stall bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he, he Quite the stitch up. <laughs> like, yeah, calm down, me and I was training uh, the gym. Yeah. But I think it's probably a pretty good realistic like example of what actually happens at Unity Gym. It's uh, just like non yeah, Come train with us. Uh, uh, grab some tools. We're going to install the, the wall bars. Yeah, yeah that's but right. Thank you, Quok. It was awesome to have when, your help. When you all it. see our wall bars in our videos yeah. going forward, you're going to know that Quok was the man yeah, that helped us get there. Yeah, his name there or something. Yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. All right, let's jump into a question we've got from Craig Jenkins in the UMS Online Coaching Group, and it's a really good question for uh, anyone that's following the UMS Online Coaching Can I just quickly finish up with Quok's comment oh, sorry, here? Just saying he's, uh, he flew home yesterday and did a bar session down at Bondi before he went home and just finished the compression work today. Was a killer, Yanni. I implemented the three things straight away from the workshop. So yeah, I, I made it. And on that, just very quickly, um, I had a talk to um, to Quok at the end because there was a lot that they covered in the workshop on the weekend. And my belief is that you want to try to um, really take away three solid things that you implement immediately. Otherwise, you find that you, it's just it just all gets convoluted and you don't actually take action on anything. So that's really good to hear, bro. That's that's my always my goal when I go to a seminar or a conference. I try to note down three big take-home insights that I can action straight away, and then I generally forget the rest. I might yeah. take notes on everything, but I won't try. And I'd to really recommend people like listening to these shows to like because there's so much information we're constantly putting out there. So for yeah. today, like write down even on a piece of paper, just write down yeah. like you know A one A two, like yeah. write down the like put, do the change that you need to your programming now. Yeah. Like yeah, don't yeah. just leave it. Yeah, it's that's right. exactly right. Yeah, you should watch these shows with a notepad and pen. Um, okay, so now let's move on to Craig Jenkins' question from the UMS Online Coaching Group. And we are going to be finishing soon, guys, because we're running out of time. So if you've got any questions, please put them in. Craig saying, hey, Rad, is the UMS Foundations, which is still in my list of programs and is the one I'm following, now split into Beginner Foundation Course and the Strength Progressions Course? And the, prog and the progressions is about testing, and then once tested results are achieved, customizing the training for the next six-week cycle to bring the body into balance. If so, then in the original foundations, there are five phases, but in the new one, there are three phases. And then I imagine that that one is to, sorry, I'm just going to cut through this because I don't think everybody needs to hear all of this. So what are the phase four and phase five in the original UMS foundation course four, and why aren't they either in the new foundations or progressions program? So basically the question is saying, we, we've changed this program. The UMS program, it used to just be phase one, phase two, phase three, and then it would move on. Now we've broken it into the UMS Foundations program, which is three phases, Craig, and now and the UMS Progressions program, which has no phases. And the reason why is we got up to phase five, 
and we were about to start filming all the phase six workouts, but very few people were ready to go. In fact, nobody was ready to go up in every movement from phase four to phase five and phase five to phase six. It's just not how people progress. The foundations program is more linear like that. It is, it is acceptable to get people to do between three and six weeks and everybody moves to the next phase and then moves to the next phase because the exercises are a logical progression. They're pretty low risk of injury. And for 95% of people, that's an arbitrary number, for most people, they, are, they can do that. Once you get beyond that, it's totally different. Some people are really, really strong in their pushing and they can jump up multiple progressions with a push, but their pulling just sucks and they're, and they're stuck on an eccentric pull-up. So it just made more sense for us to then go, okay, well, let's show people, rather than say, because what I was doing is I was constantly saying to people, oh, you're in phase five, well, you know, keep doing the phase three version of this and do the phase six version of that. And, and it just, it was, it really doesn't make sense to explain it like that. So we made it in a way where once you get out of that foundations program, forget phase four and phase five, even if you, because I know you've still got access to the old program. We didn't want to take anything away from you guys. So anybody felt like they had anything being taken away from them. Just forget the phase one to phase five program. It's gone. You, once you finish the foundations program, you move into progressions. You do your testing week. The testing week, the first couple of times you do it, you're just greasing the groove, learning the movements. But once you get your first accurate testing week done, that's going to tell you the things that you're weak in. And then from there, you'll prioritize the movements you need. And they're all laid out in the order of difficulty. So you just choose the movement that suits your um, level of, of need and the yeah, program becomes customized. Phase, phase four, it becomes customized. And we did talk about putting the superhuman strength program as phase four, which I really like, which is an introduction to barbells. Uh, and that's something that I'd still recommend people do, but it's the scaled down version of my super accumulation training or my prescribed overreaching training, which is that you're only training four days a week instead of, well, four, four days every six, then rest two days, then four days again, then rest two days. Yeah. And that, um, that program is an amazing program, but we use that as a prescribed overreaching method. So we are going to do that systematically throughout the year where we'll kind of get everybody who's who's done at least a few cycles on the progress or who's at least finished the foundations program and we'll all do it together we'll do it as a two-week thing bang we'll do the superhuman strength program together um, because it's a really good way of busting through strength plateaus um, and it's a good way to you know make um, big tough men cry really isn't it uh, quick shout out to Aidan Potts, who's a rising star in our online group uh, for doing your side step ups in the pool. Um, that's actually beneficial for more reasons than you would probably think. One um, of the most obvious is that your your non-active foot or leg is not going onto the floor at all. So there's absolutely zero plantar flexion occurring in that foot. So you're really isolating your... Uh, your active knee, um, which is quite cool, mate. And um, maybe next time the missus can get there a bit quicker and throw you in the pool. And I like other people's suggestions there to do test the water. Yep. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we'll see Good. how that works for you. Yeah. Um, so last question we're gonna answer today, Caleb Spilliards from the uh, UMS online coaching program is saying, 
Hey, Rad, so I feel like my adductors have gotten about as good as they are gonna get since I pulled them a few weeks back doing the middle split one routine. Um, they are totally fine unless they're going to an eccentric middle split position. So I was wondering if you had advice on how to ease back into this stuff. I've been kicking uh, and that hasn't bothered me at all. I just don't want to push it too far again and have to wait even longer to start doing stuff. Any recommendations on modifying to build the strength back up to the point where I can do the routine as normal? Yeah, absolutely, man. So the general rule of thumb that I follow, that I learned off Phil, that seems to change every couple of months because he keeps learning new stuff. But basically, isometric load is the most gentle on the body. Um, so, as so much as it's most gentle, you can do like you know, you can do a maximal voluntary contraction. Like you can contract as hard as you possibly can in an isometric way. So it's not gentle. But what it's doing is it's not changing the length of the muscle, and it's the changing the length of the muscle that is generally going to create the most damage. There you so, go. Yeah. You heard it here first. So. Um, I, I would start with isometrics, which means that you'd put your hands on something, get your legs out to the point where you just start to feel the discomfort and then hold for 30 seconds. You probably only need to do it for a week or two, um, maybe three weeks. And then it's just a matter of doing eccentrics where you slowly, you, you just go just before the point or to the point of discomfort, push yourself back up, go again and do like um, five reps like that, where you're just going down nice and slow, five slow eccentrics. And each week you just go to where your body wants to go to before, but to experience the pain. So to go to the end of your range where the pain kicks in, but to not go so far that you are in pain the next week. And then the other thing that I would do is I would only do those middle splits workouts out once a week for the time being. And just to clarify about Brad saying that my ideas change every couple of months. What that is actually in <laughs> relation to. No, no, but just in terms of, uh, I think the conversations we've had in the past about the isometric versus concentric versus uh, eccentric changing is around tendinopathy and muscle tears mm. aren't tendinopathy. So the yeah. like, it, it, yeah, it's a different, no, I'm different, just, I'm different just sort of thing. Just to, let, just to let you know, like just that's to, a friendly banter there. No, no, um, I know, but like yeah. just to clarify, with yeah. with it's pretty clear with muscle tears that you mm. just don't want to be eccentrically loading them early on. But the big argument in tendinopathy world is is sort of different. So yeah. just yeah. Start yeah. with muscle tears, start off with the isometrics, work to concentrics, and then start to add it. Yeah, that's good advice um, because that is something that a lot of people get wrong. You know, like what Phil just said there, muscle tears, you know, you got to, here's your muscle fibers and they've been torn apart and, and you start pulling them apart with, you know, heavy loading, it can, uh, heavy stretching, it can be an issue, right? Yeah, it slows you down. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, before we go any further, because I know we're wrapping up in a sec, I'd like to give a um, quick shout out to our newest admin in yeah, the yeah, yeah. online mm. coaching group, um, Biwa Kwan. Um, Biwa moderator. Moderator. She's going to be upgraded to moderator status today. We had a chat to yes. her in person on Saturday. Yeah. Biwa's um, been um, sort of part of the community for a while now. She's trained a bit in here in the gym and uh, she is always extremely helpful with people. She's very, very knowledgeable. She's been training herself for a long time. And um, yeah, it's really great to see you again, be in person on the weekend. And also it, it's really great to um, give you that um, public acknowledgement and praise for what you bring to the online community. Oh, well, she's killing it because she really upholds uh, a lot of the Unity Gym um, core values. You know, she cares about the community. Um, she demonstrates results and she um, goes above and beyond to, uh, to help people out. So thank you, Biwa. You are now our third uh, moderator, our third official moderator. So we've got Tom Wood, Blakely Harnage, and Biwa Kwan. Those are our three superstars in the UMS online coaching group. If they ever comment on your stuff, 
listen to what they've got to say because they know their shit. Yeah, that's mm. right. Uh, other than that, I think that's pretty much it, guys, for today. We want to give a big, warm shout-out to everyone on the podcast who's listening. Those of you who are on the podcast, you will have missed out on being able to see Rad's Death Star laptop take most yeah. of the space of yeah, your desk Yeah, we should have a big welcome to the Death Star. Um, the first time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's clear. It's dwarfing your laptop. When you see this thing in motion, it's absolutely clear that he has ship. gone to the dark side and he is now a Sith Lord, not <laughs> anything to do yeah, with the Jedi in our old anymore. It was often there, but it was just hiding underneath the camera view. So it never really hides. It takes over things and, and, and destroys all else in its path. Um, and um, yeah, and big exciting news on the podcast. We've cracked 2,000 list, uh, 2000 2000 listens, listens, which is cool. It's doubled in a couple of weeks, which is really cool. It's gaining traction. And again, everyone on YouTube, I, I want to give some love. We've got a lot of new people joining the YouTube um, uh, audience and um, there's a lot of love coming back to us from uh, the most recent videos that we've put out on Middle Splits, which we're really, really grateful for. Um, there's a lot of familiar faces, but there's a lot of new faces there that are giving us some love. We will endeavor to, to respond to every single one of those comments until we can no longer do that. Richard doesn't realize, but he's about to get that job. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, guys, we're really, really passionate about growing our YouTube um, uh, tribe as well as our um, movement market mastermind tribe so for all of those for all of those of you on the youtube uh and the podcast exactly exactly right uh so lots of love to all of you all of you and for everybody affected by the coronavirus our um our yeah we're sending you lots of love uh we're sort of a little bit delayed here in australia because we are a little bit more an island we're an island you know don't you worry we're on that curve we're on the curve yeah it is a bell curve it's a solid bell curve we're about to get um the full brunt of it and uh you know yeah it's affecting us big time so yeah um watch this space we'll be probably having a bit more time to put out uh, yeah, online content. stuff. Yeah, so. the gym's getting quiet. <laughs> uh, so look, guys, yeah, we're, we are not going anywhere. We're going to keep producing content because we feel like we have a, um, a moral obligation to um, make sure that everyone stays positive and uh, keeps moving and exercising. stay healthy and keep your immune system up is That's keep right. exercising. Keep so. exercising, keep moving and stay, like, keep positive, you know. Um, uh, our thoughts play a, uh, we've talked about that this year a lot, our thoughts play a major role in our health. So let's, uh, let's crush this. Let's make it, turn it into a positive. Let's find new ways to... Um, you know, uh, keep moving. Connect and move. Connect yeah. and move. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Till tomorrow. And um, you've, you've still got uh, a little less than 24 hours to get the, uh, oh no, you've got 20, 30 hours to get the Preston Handstand Masterclass at the amazing price of $79 with all the added value of $595 worth of program. So get that if you Cracking want it. program. Cracking program. People that have got it already are very happy with it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. See you tomorrow. Thanks very much. Have a good one. Keep the chin up. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're gonna have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's gonna get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.